Hey, mom, how are you? I'm good. How are you, son? I am doing very well. You want to go ahead and tell everybody who we are? Yes, we'd like to welcome everyone to Politics with Mom. You can find us on politicswithmom at gmail.com, politicswithmom.com. You can find us on Twitter at Politics with Mom and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe and by all means, leave us a comment. All right. So with that, we've, we're going to play around with our new format here. So we'll just kind of get caught up on the this week in politics for about the first 20 minutes or so. And then we're going to go into learning all about the topic, which this week was the Electoral College, correct? Correct. All right. Well, let's start with the week in politics in review. What's your take so far? What, what do you want to highlight? <sighs> well, I think the majority of folks, I know I am feeling quite bored with watching President Trump's continued allegations I found it was um, very interesting that uh, Barr is now not backing up Trump as far as stating that uh, the the election is completely legitimate. Right, right. So even Bill Barr, the attorney general, came out earlier this week and said there is no widespread fraud anywhere. The Department of Justice, the Homeland Department of Homeland Security have investigated this. Like there is just there's nothing there. There is no there there. As they say. There's absolutely no evidence. <clears throat> nope. No evidence. Continues to be no evidence. Still plenty of lawsuits, mostly getting kicked out of court, laughed out of court, fodder for late night comedians. And of course, uh, you know, Trump continuing to, like you said, still doesn't keep him from saying that stuff. He basically just said he, now he might not have any confidence in Bill Barr. Who knows if that guy's still got a job now because he didn't, you know, tout the uh, dear leader's line there. Exactly. You know, meanwhile, they are raising tons of money from their supporters, which is which is unbelievable. Uh, you know, you get what you get. Like at a certain point, I don't have any. They're literally the people who can least afford to lose money are the ones that are giving all their money away to this guy. And it's yeah. just it's happening in front of a lot of people who know better and who are trying to help. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, so they've given to the tune now of $200 million, a little over that. I think the last count was $207 million. So if you're Trump, do you stop? No. Like if you're, if you're a guy who just doesn't care at all what people think at all, and you don't really, you're not at all in it for them. You're in it for you. This is your playbook right here. Cause every day you make millions, literally making millions because as much as their emails are all about, you know, help us support the lawsuits, you know, 8% of that money goes to the lawsuits. And that's only if you give over $8,000, which means, you know, like read the, it's in, in emails. They're being very transparent that they're taking your money and not, you know, just literally going to take your money and put in their super pack, which they can use for pretty much anything they want. Um, so it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's at a certain point you go, okay, whatever. Like this is what y'all signed up for. So it's not going to make them any better, but sadly, that is the decision they're making. And they've had plenty of opportunity to not make that decision anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, um, The real challenging thing is Biden's cabinet um, not or Biden's not being allowed still to uh, talk with everybody in the transition of government. So the Pentagon oh blocked gosh, Biden's yes. the intelligence team. It's like, OK, people enough. Like they've already talked about how 9-11 was partially caused by the slowdown in the whole Bush Gore campaign in that transition. So, you know, the fact that, you know, this, 
this has taken so long is not great. It's a distraction and we need to transition power. So I don't know why that's well, going and on. Trump that's is firing people left and right. right because they're starting to go in. Yeah, and, and those it, people everybody have wants no it to move forward. Right. People that wanted to move forward are gone. And the people who just want to keep on with this conspiracy theory stuff like this insanity are in. And they're just delaying the absolute inevitable, and it's just going to harm the country at this point. So anybody that's like Trump's patriot, Trump, not a patriot at all. Not a patriot. Very, very anti-American dude right now is what's happening. Like, it's amazing what's Well, it's kind of sad. Uh, one thing that I uh, listened to this week was a Republican uh, congressman who was basically saying that he was continuing to back Trump on everything simply because otherwise it was his political mm-hmm. demise yeah. if indeed and they, and he did not been. do that and i there thought that Republicans was Republicans that lost they uh, they lost I, in senate because of that because they they got well, out, you, out Republicans because the guy was like i didn't fight for my tribe and that's the mm-hmm. problem if you don't fight for the tribe you're out and you're out out you know whatever happened to decency common decency and respect and you know, that's to me, that's like not taking your freedoms away, you know, because you're not oh, yeah. allowed to to you be cannot, you able cannot be to a free take... thinker at all. No, yeah. no. It's, it's I not mean, the, it's not the me, place that's... for free thinking. That's for sure. Uh-uh. But no. I'm just glad there's like a Mitt Romney there as much as I'm not 100 percent in line with what he talks about. But he is more like regular Republican, you know, and he's been consistent and he is absolutely said biden won he's you know do, giving interviews wherever he can talk about how dangerous this is going on with trump this has got to stop you know yeah. you don't see anybody else of real leadership doing that um, more and more republicans are but the, but that's only because it's starting to you know hurt georgia you know and we'll see i don't know what'll happen with the georgia elections now. yeah We're a month away from those so and now people are talking like you know there's people and this is true there are there are voters in georgia republican voters who have basically questioned the whole concept of voting now because they're so confused because of trump so now they're of like course. why even vote and then and the rnc chairpersons you know having to answer these questions and try to explain as she's talking to these voters going no no you need to vote because this is going the wrong direction now if their voters don't show up democrats win they lose the senate right and then it's you know and I don't know what, because I kind of like the idea of, I don't like a supermajority at all. I don't like, I honestly, I don't like no, Mitch McConnell I like being in charge. I like balance too, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about Mitch McConnell in charge. I am, I am, uh, I don't, did you watch Biden's press conference at all that he gave? Which, which, uh, the recent one over two days ago where he talked about his plans with coronavirus and yes. Okay. So he did this like half hour press conference yep. and the reporters were asking him, how he was getting all this stuff done. He's talking about the stimulus, right? And that everyone's coming together. Republicans and Democrats are working together. He's happy for this. He's encouraging this. Of course, you've heard nothing from Trump except- Nothing at all. Ah, it's being stolen from me and I need more money. So that's all you're going to hear from You could care less about the amount of people that are dying today. doesn't matter. We're setting records every day. doesn't matter to Trump. So again, this guy does not care about the people at all. No, very obvious. Not a newsflash to most people, you know. Um, but, but Biden, it was really, really, really nice to see how he handled the press by them saying, you know, Hey, so who are you talking to and how are you getting this done? Cause he's kind of doing some things in the background mm-hmm. 
moving this thing forward already has Republicans and Democrats coming together, talking about the idea that, yes, maybe they could get something done, which is not at all what's been happening at all. Pelosi saying she can get something done. You know, Mitch McConnell's not saying anything and yet letting news stories leak out. So that's his way of saying they can get stuff done because that guy wouldn't let that happen otherwise. And when they ask Biden, like, how are you getting all this done? He's like, I'm not going to tell you how I'm getting all this done. Like, he's like, I don't, you know, I've, I've always, as a negotiator, you don't just put out your game plan. And he goes, my, the people that I work with that I talk to, they know that I keep my word. I'm a straight shooter and that I'm not dug in. Right. And, and, and I don't judge them at all. Like I understand their principles. I respect their principles, but you know, there's, there's a common ground. We're going to find the common ground, even though we're starting in two different locations. And, um, and when they asked him twice about Mitch McConnell, about once he just, he literally just wouldn't answer the question about if he talked to Mitch McConnell or not, he just skipped right. over it. And then the other one, he said, you know, listen, I've worked with Mitch in the past and, you know, I understand where he's coming from. He understands where I'm coming from. Like it was a good it wasn't. And he was like, and, and, and they know that I'm not going to, you know, embarrass them or try to do anything. So it's like, he, he answered the question in that maybe there's a conversation going on. Makes sense. That there would have been, you mm -hmm. know, these guys know each other. So I'm sure mm -hmm. they've talked. They've worked right? a lot together. But just the fact that he's, you know, he's just common sense leadership that he, that he's been giving on these press conferences has been so nice. And I, I just want to make sure he makes it to January 20th to officially take the reins um, you know, and stay safe and protected and whatever he's doing, like keep doing that. And then just the fact that he keeps doing these press conferences, cause it's with all the slapdashery that Trump is doing, it's nice to have a calm, sensible adult in the room who's like, yes. okay, enough about the show. You know, that circus is leaving town. They're still cleaning up their crap. Cause you know, the elephants crapped everywhere, but let's talk about what's going on now and let's clean up and let's figure this out. And we're going to wear a mask for a for hundred days and we're not going to mandate it. He said, he's not going to mandate masks. He's just requesting that people wear masks for a hundred days. It's like a hundred day challenge. Like we can do this. It's team America. It's all about team America now. And I think that if we can get four full years of that, this country's in a completely different mindset in a lot of areas. Yeah. I really look forward I, to it. I watched a virtual conference that he had, um, and it was with several folks around the country. Um, and he was listening to what they're, what is going on for, with them since this pandemic started. What has happened to their lives? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and most of them were restaurateurs, people who worked in the uh, hospitality or people who worked like at stadiums. And of course, all their businesses have shut down. There is nothing. They've had no work since March, a yep. lot of them. Yep. And um, to listen to their struggles and what they're going through and the fears that they have and how long this has gone on, I, you could see in his face the concerns. And, of course, you know, while these folks are trying to tell that, tell Vice President Biden or President-elect Biden, excuse me, um, what it is that they need or what what they what they want because they all want to go back to work let's face it they do but look at the the unemployment it's yep. it's going to mm -hmm. be horrendous according to what i heard today there are 10 million jobs that have not come back yep yeah, but you true. don't you don't hear too much about that you know so there's still a lot of jobs out there that have been lost and people are struggling and and you know, while he said, you know, you know, basically, 
I, my hands are tied until I get into office. There's right. nothing he can do until he gets into office. But I think he is. I really he do. He is. Like, well, he's setting it because up. Because he's working this behind the scenes stuff. You know, he Absolutely. said like people, people don't want to hand it out, but they need help. Exactly. Uh, I think and he, he also said, you know, you do have to understand it's going to take time simply yep. because he has to follow the protocols. He has to put this before Congress and they have to approve things. So, but I do think it will come quickly. Yep. I do think so. Um, I know that he did have a talk with Pelosi and Schumer trying to help come to some sort of an understanding as to how can we get this stimulus package going? You know, we need to get this stimulus package going. And of course they've dropped the amount quite a bit, but they need to get something going to help these people. I mean, the restaurateur is saying how much money he said, you know, over $20,000 just to meet the standards of CDC. Yep. It cost him. Well, if they're already struggling, how are they supposed to come up with this extra money to, you know, continue on? Yep. You know, so now I can understand why so many of them are saying, okay, we're only having outside seating, period. You know, it's very costly for everybody, right? It's not. That's the sad part. I mean, especially depending on where you live in in the the United States. It's tough to do that in North Dakota. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, of course, so many mom and pop businesses are shutting down and they're the ones that are suffering the most. Um, But I did like his encouraging words. He was very encouraging. Um, He understands the struggles. He understands. He comes from a family who was in those situations. Lost their jobs, lost their health insurance, had to start over. You know, he understands that. And um, whereas, you know, Trump came from a silver spoon in his mouth. He's never had to struggle a day in his life. Yep. Never. He can't relate at all. All he can relate with is this is how I'm going to make more money. And that's all it's about for him. And I'm going to make the rich richer. Yeah, it definitely seems like from his actions, that's what it seems to be. For yeah. sure. Yeah, but I was happy so. with you know Biden's Biden's put you know people with experience in charge. There's a lot of criticism, you know, of course, right now mm-hmm. from, from the left on that it's not diverse enough, which of course it won't be. This is just the progressive side of things. Um, Biden's right. also been saying I'm not done. Like he's handling it really well. Instead of getting all like irate and freaked out, he's like, "We're not done yet. This will be the most diverse cabinet. Just hang on and judge me right. when I'm, I've announced it all." So right. I think it, he'll live up to that. It'll have different, you know, all different you know, races, shapes, sizes, and genders. Right. Um, and then, which is good. And they all have experience, which is yes. be sorely needed because, you know, absolutely. I just, you know, it's funny. I don't see any family members in this cabinet. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you govern a country without putting all your family and friends in there, but Hey, really? um, I guess we're going to have real, real people and see what happens. So, but it'll be good. Cause it, you know, we've got a lot of reputation that we will have to repair and you know, there's a lot between, here and there, I think. Um, but, you know, it, se- yeah. it seems to be, it is slowly grinding toward, you know, Biden getting in there and getting more transitioned Republicans, you know, congratulating them. Well, some anyway, some. Yeah. But there's still 222 that are trying not to acknowledge any of it. So amazing. I just, I know. I, well, I really it's because the they payoff. are fearful 
of losing their jobs because of Trump. Yeah, but which why? I just, I just don't get it. So... He at this point, he's going so crazy land that they can just they can literally start backing away like Barr did. Right. And leave with reputations intact because they can be like, oh, he went too crazy. He He's right. actually crazy, crazy. And they can paint him like that almost overnight. The problem is this is here's is why this is this is my probably, you know, sadly, this is what I think the real reason is. Look at the money they're making. This oh, dude yeah. is a powerhouse of fundraising and they are grifting so much money over this they're mm-hmm. not going to use any of it practically any of it to get the election stuff done it is a pure like get the rnc a crap ton of money play and it's working and on the on that respect if you just don't care if you're more party over country which a lot of them are sadly yes. um then this is the game you go cool we're gonna keep grinding this out because every day he keeps up his chaos we make another couple million you know more than that i mean at this point so there, you know, that's a massive amount of fundraising coming in. So why would you stop? That's why. Like that's why it's the money. That's why. If they weren't making money from this, there'd be no reason to because there's no political payoff. It's just mm-hmm. start, and it's getting to the point where it's hurting them, right? But the right. money making it less painful. You know, like hey, we might lose Georgia, but look at the money we'll make. So, and that's what's going on right now. Well, you know, I thought it was interesting, too, that um, when Trump did his 46 minute tirade mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, it was televised mm-hmm. and that CNN refused to put it on. And yeah. I really applauded them because it made total sense. Why would you want to create more chaos? All you're doing otherwise is encouraging it. Yep. And so I thought it was really good. And of course, you know, Trump retaliated by saying, okay, they're not welcome at any press conferences or whatever. Yeah. Who cares at this point? Yeah. At this point. Well, that's fine because you know what? You're only creating unrealistic behaviors to, to create monsters in this thing. So why do we want to, you know, continue to do that? So um, I thought that was a very good move on their part. Yeah. And I think, I think the less people talk it. about it, the more, the better it's going to be, right. Just stop giving it oxygen and it, and it, you know, well, it'll, it'll only be given oxygen by the, you know, one American news and the extreme, extreme right wing um, right. at this point, but whatever. Um, other, other things that I thought were big and we can move on to the topic is the pardons. So there's a mm-hmm. possible pardon, you know, thing that there's being investigated right now of pardon bribery, which wouldn't surprise me if that's what happened. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, but even if that didn't happen, there's lots of talk of pardons and how he's, you know, going to keep partying, pardoning all these people, including possible preemptive pardons for people, for like his kids, of course. Yeah. Why not? Um, he'll s- s- absolutely try to pardon himself would be my bet. Yes. Um, yep. So it's going to be, you know, I don't know. This is good. Again, I think after the, you know, this is like the, you know, the 50 or 100 years later when they look back at this guy. And they I don't even think it's going to be that long. Probably, probably not. <laughs> but um, he will go down in history as the worst president ever. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else and high I, level to chat about last week? Um, I think that the biggest concern for me is the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I- interesting that our president does not address that at all. Don't even talk about um, it. It's not a thing. It's fake news. Nope. Yep. Yep. 
but we have, you know, thousands of people dying every day. And of course, these people, the people that don't believe that it's real. Um, yeah, they're hitting I, new I just, records and deaths. We've made, you know, it's like more well, deaths. Well, and than... hospitals are, they don't have room for these people. And to to hear how funeral parlors are, are having to put out, you know, rent refrigerated trucks to put these folks in. Yeah, it's the exact same thing it was in a, April when this first came out. Yeah, but it's even worse. And I yeah. don't understand how people cannot see this, how they cannot really see that this is a real thing. I just don't understand that. Yeah. You know, yeah, we would at 230,000 new cases, roughly 229,000 new cases. December. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is, this is your, you know, this is the holiday spike. We all knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's see. So November 25th, that was Thanksgiving, right? Is that right? right? No. What was it? 20. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Think it was the, uh, let's see, December. Let's go back into the calendar here. So it was the 26th. So on the 26th was 103,000 new cases, then 205 on the 27th. Now, part of that was because the 26th was a holiday. So we let's, let's get rid of those, that little, cause that, cause the offices are just closed, right? So they all get caught right. up. So let's go back. So let's go to the 28th. So the 28th is that Saturday. So when they start reporting sort of daily numbers again. So on November the 28th, 151, this of course, after everybody said, don't travel, don't do your thing. And of course, a lot of people did. So 151,000 on November 28th, 136 on 136,000 November 29th, 167,000 November 30th, 184,000 November 1st, uh, 200,000 December 2nd, sorry, that was uh, December 1st, 184,000, 200,000 new cases on December 2nd, 217,000 December 3rd, uh, December 4th, which is yesterday at this recording, 229,000, today I'll be worse. Absolutely. Right? It will. And so, and you see deaths doing the same thing, which is where we hit a mm-hmm. new death record, uh, 2,800, which is more than what, you know, we've ever done again, predictable science. This is how it works. <laughs> like hundred percent predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I don't get it either, but you know, again, at a certain, certain thing all you can do is keep, keep yourself protected. Assume that everybody around you doesn't believe at all what you believe and doesn't care about you because it's clear what it is. There's something else I, I liked Biden talked about it, but the masks is, is it about Americans taking care of Americans, not yourself? Yes. He didn't, he didn't go with that selfish thing. He went with like taking care of your neighbors, take care of Americans. Absolutely. Which is great. That's awesome. So I, I hope that that, you know, we'll see how the first hundred days goes, but um, you know, yeah, we'll see again. I just, I just make the assumption that everybody around me has got it. And so um, if I do have to go out for whatever reason, it's obviously wear a mask because that's obvious, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. doing the alcohol stuff, the little Purell in the car, you know, washing your hands everywhere. When you come home, take a shower, wash your hands, do something that. Use those Clorox is, wipes. Yeah. Just something that's like, you know, you're trying to avoid it, you know? And yeah. then if you did get it, at least you, you try not to versus these other people that are just like, it's not a real thing. Oh, wait, I got a cough. Ugh. It's like purposely exposing yourself. Yeah, to it. it makes no sense. It makes you know, no sense. You know, and, and I understand that there are folks that believe that, oh, well, you know, you probably only get a mild strain. Well, me personally, I have no desire to even try and find out if I'm going to get a mild strain. And also the thing, A, it's a horrible lottery to run. And B, it's not about you. So right. maybe you will, but somebody else that you give it to that gives it to somebody else and that exactly. person doesn't. And that's the point right. is and like then you've helped try kill to someone. stop the spread. The whole point is not about you. It's about right. us. Right. And that's, right. that's the issue is when you have these gatherings, 
you're just saying F you to the society. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not about you. It's your, it's the society. And you're saying, I'm yeah, not a so part of this. I don't care. I don't, I know you guys want to stay safe. I don't care about your safety, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're actively demonstrating that by actions. And for a little while longer, we really need to come together. We just don't have current leadership that does that with the exception of Biden, uh, who's becoming more of a president every day. So, all right. Well, and it'll be interesting because Christmas, of course, is supposed to be, you know, get rid of the parties. Yeah. And there was talk of that happening in the, uh, you know, in uh, government as far as their governmental parties. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. I just can't believe that. Well, let's you know, let's move on to our, our topic here, because, again, at a certain point, this show just can't be you and I going, no, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. That's horrible. It sucks Agreed. for an hour. So let's there's a there's a long I mean, unfortunately, there's a, this is the first year I've ever cared about this. Uh, but there is a lot of steps that actually happen from November 3rd to the inauguration when this guy's when Biden's actually taking over. And there's a right. lot of steps that I've never had to care about before. And yet every one of these deadlines, I'm like, oh, like, please let nothing go wrong at this stage. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it obviously has to deal with the electoral college. So what's kind of your your learnings on that? Because your your mission this week was to learn all about electoral college. And Yeah. Um, interesting. Electoral college, of course, it's based on the amount of your population, which is why they take a census. One of the reasons why they take a census every 10 years. Um and of course, those electoral colleges in the, each individual state, the numbers can change according to the population. So um, I thought that was interesting. The other thing, and of course, the population means kids too. You know, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then of course, your representatives um, are uh, put into place according to that. Uh, And your senators, of course, every state has the two senators, except for Maine and Nebraska. Maine and Nebraska do it differently where they can split their electoral vote, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, And the electoral folks, while they are basically based on the amount of representatives in each state and your senators, they are also not the same people. They are voted in at the each state's convention. So I thought that was interesting. And basically one of the, you know, why you're voted in, but you are also um, kind of expected to be honest in your vote and vote for the people for what, yeah, vote for what the uh, voters have put out there mm-hmm. you know you can't you're not supposed to necessarily vote for what you want um and those folks on occasion there have been electors that have done that and they are called faithless voters um but it it's been rare that it's happened but it has happened and of course there's all sorts of things that happen with that but most times the electorals the electoral folks do go with the popular vote um, when they turn in their vote. So, but I thought that it was, it's very interesting that it's based on population, including anybody who's not a voter or children or whatever. 
Um, so I can see why there's controversy over having whether we should have the Electoral College or not. And it's interesting how it's changed through the years, you know, because at one point there was uh, uh, when the slaves were allowed to vote or uh, then they they gave you could only have three quarters of their vote counted, which I thought was ridiculous. You know, it just didn't make sense to me. Is that three quarters and or three fifths? I believe it was three quarters. Okay. Um, but I thought that was interesting because I thought, okay, that that doesn't even begin to make sense to me. Why why their vote didn't matter? But of course, we're in a society now that I think it was three fifths. We I'm just googling that. Is right it here. okay? It was three fifths. So is it okay? I'm sorry, I misquoted no, that. That's all right. That's why we, um, that's why we check. But uh, you know, interesting to me that you know, people can make these changes, but we're in a society today where we are equal folks, you know, and to me, I just think that if they want to keep the electoral college, it should be based on um, the voters. That's my personal opinion. So why not? I mean, so the, uh, I agree with that obviously, but, but why have the electoral college at all? Well, and to be honest, you know, some of that came to my mind was, you know, why not just eliminate it? Um, there's only been a few times where um, the popular vote was not won, and it was the Electoral College vote. So it does make more sense to me that it would probably be better to have it as a popular vote versus an Electoral College but I know there's folks out there that don't feel that way. They think that we should keep the electoral college. Although I think it's going more and more against it. Yep. You know, yep. because it, it doesn't make sense that somebody would not win according to the popular vote. You know, I mean, it can happen obviously, but, and it has, um, but it would, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it, I, I, I think I do really believe that uh, we should probably get rid of the electoral college. It doesn't make sense to keep it. So we just do it flat on, on popular vote, which would be a lot faster. Oh, it would to, definitely be a lot faster and we wouldn't have all these processes going on yeah. and, you know, worrying about whether or not he's going to get the electoral vote. Of course he's going to get the electoral vote this particular time. I believe it, it will definitely happen, but Again, and that way you eliminate those faithless electors putting their votes in. Right, because that just goes away and they can't, they can't. Right, uh, they can't do a personal, right. So, anyway, but what are your takes on it? No, I'm I'm there. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, I'm curious as to the process, like just go into the process and the timelines and the dates and kind of how we get from here, uh, which is currently December 5th to January. Well, 20th December and- 15th is when they will meet in Washington, I believe. Um, and then they will <clears throat> put in their votes. I think it's January 6th is when it's uh, announced, isn't it? From what I recall. So the 14th, so December 14th, which is nine days from now, is when they cast the votes. 
And then January 6th is when the votes are counted after they've, they've transferred to Washington. Right. So, and at that point, it's an interesting, I'm, I would guess there's going to be a bunch of drama on January 6th, if I had to make a guess. No, I would certainly think so, because now they're going to say, oh, well, the electors were, you know, paid or whatever. Well, they'll. Who knows? They'll, uh, assuming everybody votes who they're supposed to vote for, which, again, I still don't want to make that assumption because I they don't have to in a lot of states. Um, And even if it's unlikely, it's still possible, which I'm uncomfortable with. But so I don't want to make the assumption that they're going to do the right thing, but hopefully they will. Um, And assuming they do. That's when the basically the two houses of Congress get together. So the House and the Senate, right? And they're going to read this stuff and they get presented to the VP, which of course will be Pence. And then he's going to give this opportunity for objection. And so, which is what they do. That's my guess is where it gets, something happens in this objection thing. Where he's like, hmm. are there any objections? Now that I didn't then find. So that's up, interesting. Yeah. Then they bring up objections. Um, the interesting thing is uh, it doesn't lead anywhere. It's just drama because what will happen is they, they can delay. They can essentially be a, just a, ga- a gaming tactic. And again, what I'm thinking is the money, like the money they will make by objecting. Cause that's what this Republicans are about at this point. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. Again, I just have very little faith. They'll do the right thing for the com- for the country. They will, they will do whatever it takes for themselves. I don't mm-hmm. know the right thing for the country. Um, but they can, you know, have the objections, and then the House and the Senate have to consider them separately, decide how to count the votes. And if they have this this challenge where they decide they can't count the votes or they can't say this is what actually happens, then what ends up happening is that the by the twentieth, but they they go back and forth, and what happens is the House uh, chooses the president, and then the Senate chooses the vice president. So mm-hmm. if this, if the house is not able to choose the president at this point, which of course they would, cause it's democratically controlled, but if the Senate, which really matters about Georgia right now, because if the Senate's controlled by Republicans, right. Correct. Um, and again, it's, it depends. I, I, there, there are the Republicans like Mitt Romney. And I think there's a lot of other Republicans who are like, okay, we're kind of feeling dirty about this. Like we got to stop this now. Like, Enough's enough. We got it. We got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I think we can stop. Um, so maybe, but but theoretically, the the if the House didn't choose a president, then the Senate's vice president would become the acting president. And if they couldn't determine a president, then that's where the House would just appoint a president, just make it happen. Mm-hmm. So either way, Biden ends up there, but it's the drama, the draining drama of that, that no, I we don't need it just doesn't happen, but it's entirely possible with this system. So that's what I look toward as like, why are we, why, why is there's no reason for this. There's no reason for this. So, yeah. And, I, and, and at I'm, the time, I'm curious as to why that Torah college even was a thing. Why, why do that? Well, you know, it was interesting because they, 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 at the time you didn't have women voting. You didn't have um, slaves voting. Um, You know, the the country was so different back then. And they thought that this system was going to um, just verify 
so to speak. But over the years and with the changes, it's it's not doing its job. It's it's old. It needs to be thrown away. Um, and so what about getting rid of it? How do you get rid of it? That's a good question. That'd be like actually the mechanics because, of it. Do you know how to get rid of it? You know, I, no, I don't. And I didn't see that when I was doing my homework on this. So constitutional amendment is what's necessary to get rid of it, which is hard, very hard to get enough states to agree to this. So what they're doing now is there's a bunch of states that are working kind of together to come to an agreement that is not a constitutional amendment, but just where the states are playing nicely with, with each other. And it's something called the national popular vote where the states are coming together to basically say, we will give our electoral, we are committing to give our electoral votes, whatever the popular vote was in the state. And so that's a way essentially of bypassing electoral college. They still have an electoral college, but they're just agreeing that whatever the popular vote is in their state, that's what the college gets. Mm-hmm. And there is never going to be that, that it doesn't do that. So that's one thing, but it's only statewide. Right. Um, but that would be, you know, it just depends if you can get enough people, enough states on board for that. You know, so I think there's like 15 states or something that have made it a law in their state that you have to follow the popular vote. But right. That means there's 35 that haven't. Right. So, and then after, at a certain point, I think they need, they said they needed 74 more electoral votes for this to actually pass. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, and I don't totally understand, like, I know that they were trying to put this into place um, as an alternative to electing the president by popular vote or by Congress. But I don't understand, like, as of today, in today's society, um, I don't see it as being needed. Yep. It's just a matter of getting enough people to make that a priority to switch the constitution, which is always a touchy subject. Yeah. That goes back to our situation again with the term limits too, to, to get this stuff done. Yep. So, um, Hmm. And, you know, they say that one of the things that I read that it, one of the reasons we had the Electoral College was to protect slave states, which I thought was interesting. Um, because evidently, you know, with the slaves, I guess they're worried about them voting. I'm not quite sure why they decided they had to have that. Um, because I guess the it was based on the fact that the population of the slaves was so much more in this, in the uh, South. So again, I guess because they do the census cons- on the fact that everybody is counted in the census. And at that time it would have included the slaves, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the vote. So of course that's why I guess they were concerned about that. It, it just doesn't make sense to me because again, um, it's not relevant to today's society period 
It's just not. So we don't even need it. Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of the looking at the how this whole thing started. It was, you know, back in the day, it was, this is why Jefferson sort of created public schools, was the population was largely un, uneducated, right? So you mm-hmm. don't you don't want, it's 1776, and you're trying to get a country off the ground, you don't need uneducated people throwing whoever in office, right? So you you just don't let them vote. You 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 let you have the electoral college, it becomes insulation for some of that. So that was some of the reason. And they didn't want to get, and this is I think is ironic, they didn't want to have a mob mentality where the this mob just goes crazy and starts taking the country in a completely wrong direction, which happened anyway, as it turned right. out. <laughs> um so and then they didn't want the the populist president going directly to people and mm-hmm. commanding dangerous amounts of power because of that, because they can control the mob, which again, sort of has happened anyway, even though the mob is getting smaller and smaller and smaller every day um, because of how crazy this guy is. But that w- was part of the issue. So, you know, I think that's, that's why they did it. It was like an insurance policy. It was like insulation was the idea of, of uh, you know, why it was created. But like I said, I agree, it, it, you know, but it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not going to be a constitutional amendment f- for a very long time. There's nobody that's talking about like, that's actually going to happen. Um, so it's just a matter of getting this, all the states to individually agree. And then at a certain point sort of becomes de facto standard, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe at that point it does but, go know, popular would... vote, but what do you do when, when somebody like the next Trump, which there will be, uh, comes along and controls the popular and it gets this whole populism trend comes back, which it'll be a while, but that'll come back. And what do you do? There's no safeguard. Right. There is no safeguard. And it's interesting so. because one of the things I was reading is that um, it's believed that if we got rid of the electoral college, that more people would vote. And I, I tend to agree with that, you know, because no, I do I think people people do not really think there's a lot of people out there that just think their vote doesn't matter. Yeah. But I don't think it's good electoral college. I'd argue that one. I think I, those people have no idea there is electoral college. They just like, they just think their votes doesn't count because the vote doesn't count. That's happening now already. Again, because of Trump. How they're well, saying because that of Trump, I mean, wrong. this year, especially there was a massive amount of people coming out to vote, but um, no, I'm saying there's a lot of people saying their votes don't count anymore because of Trump. Basically saying the system's fraud, it's rigged. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So right, he's created right. this problem where these people now all think this, but it's not too elect. I don't think electoral college is keeping them from voting. So I definitely think it's it's it, those, because I used to be one of those people back in the day where it was like, ah, the vote doesn't matter. It's all predetermined. It's all buddy system. It's all who you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And and to some extent, maybe that's true on some tiny little local races. Maybe that stuff happens. Probably does. I mean, you know, this happened in the past, so why not now? Um, but I think for larger, larger things, there's a lot more put into play. You know, that's anything beyond your, you know, HOA type of thing. I think there's more checks and balances put into play that does count the vote and does make sure that your voice is heard. And so I think that's, you know, regardless of the electoral college. You know, the problem with the Electoral College is that the electors have an option to not vote. So, again, this is it's an insurance policy is why they had that. So if, if the popular right. vote was let's put this horrible person and in, in in a largely uneducated, which, again, is kind of where we're getting to again, because, you know, we can go into other other topics around education. But, you know, we're having this huge problem right now with everybody basically believing whatever they want. 
And so damn, the science doesn't matter. If you don't believe in it, you don't have to believe in it. And that's happening on everywhere. I have been on both sides, left and right, both do that. So, you know, you've got this, this, if especially a couple of years back, if you got this uneducated populism that's happening where this mob mentality that gets super popular because the candidate's an incredible marketer and gets their name out there everywhere, however they do that. And if this, and if they're genuinely a bad fit for the country, the electors can say, no, we're not going to vote for that guy. We're going to vote for this one instead. And they can change the popular vote, but it was built for that reason. It was built so they could. The problem is right now it's like, you know, will it go the other way? When everyone says, yeah, we don't want this person. And then you go and the popular populist president can go to that smaller group, give them a couple million dollars because they just fundraised a ton and say, hey, you need to vote for me, you know, and they can switch that. Now, there'd be a lot of consequences to pay. And I think that would be, you know, not a great decision in a lot of ways. But that's but the fact that, that can happen is that's the challenge, you know. So it, I, I see both sides of it more now than I did before. Before I was like, get rid of the electoral college. It's stupid. Why do we even have it? Now I'm like, you know, it's there for insurance. It's, mm-hmm. it's there so that people can say, no, we're not going to do that. This is a bad thing. And at the same time, that can be both ways, right? It can be used against the crowd. So if the crowd does want to go the right direction, which I think they did with Biden, if a few select people say, no, no, we do want to stay the popular president, populist president, you know? then they could override the crowd. It was just that that would be worse for them. I think, you know, like either way, it's just, it's still chaos, but I get it. Like I get it. And that's what I think is hard about it. I'm not saying keep it. I'm just saying, you know, I understand why it's there, why they had it. And, you know, I think the difference is now it's, you don't need as much insurance because it's easier to get um, education out there. doesn't mean they're going to listen, but it's out there. So you can get it and you can spread information faster. The problem is we don't have skills. Most of us don't have skills of learning through disinformation and what's fact and what's fiction, right? So something repeated a million times becomes fact when it was initially just somebody's idea. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was never proven. It was just repeated a bunch. And so it seems credible when it's not. So, you know, that's the sort of stuff that as a society, we have to get better at a skill of improving that. So um, and then, then I could, I would, you know, be like, okay, yeah, give it to the, you know, electoral college or go with this national popular vote thing, because you're just override, you know, you're basically saying the popular vote wins when you do that. That's what that basically is, right? Saying just forcing, making it law that the electoral, the electors have to have to vote whatever their state's individual popular vote was. So, but then you still have the problem of, uh, I, mean, I guess either way, you have a, because it's related to population, you have either way, you've got that. You know, there's always going to be a few states that are swing states, you know, that sort of thing will always happen. Yeah. So and not, and of course, that changes way. depending on the population of each state. Yeah. Yeah. Every 10 that years. That will totally change. So I found that to be very interesting. Because cool. I noted that Texas got actually more recently. Texas could get more. Yep. Well, they did. They went from 33 to 38. Depends. I think it's they could get to 38 if the census stays the way that they want it to stay. I think that's what they, the electoral challenge are right now. now. Well, let's find out. So yeah, because I thought I. So we're just gonna Google Texas getting new electoral votes, and so 
Texas has the currently has the second most with 38. Right. Texas, after the 2020 census, could go up to three, three more. So after the census, it can go up to what, 41? 41. Yep, they can get up more than three. And that's the big thing going on right now because they 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 would have the 41 at Florida growing. would have two cuz the population's growing but also because of um there's a whole court case on this cuz Trump's Trump's trying to get the uh immigrants taken out of the census right and if that right. happens that hurts Texas right that hurts Arizona that hurts California right so it's like right. and Texas doesn't want that so Texas wants to count the immigrants they need them so illegal or not they the, the census is supposed to count everybody and it's right. like these undocumented are the ones that, you know, they want to throw out, but they can't mm-hmm. you gotta count them. So, right. Cause they're and there. That, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll count them it anyway. Seems to be heading in that direction for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, so that's, yeah, that's what, so they have even more, but that state is going gangbusters. I'll tell you, they're getting a ton of, ton of business from Cal or a ton of business is the wrong word. They're, they're, recruiting a ton from california oh they are a lot of californians are leaving texas companies in california high profile companies in california are leaving yes to go to texas so it's uh, you know hey go texas they're they're doing something right down there they are doing something right they have the space i guess but it is a big state that's for sure all right anything else to discuss on electoral college or do you want to wrap it up no no, I can't think of anything. I think actually um, we covered it for the most part. Cool. Well, then let's as go ahead and we uh, we'll wrap it up. You want to tell them who they just listened to, and then we'll close this one down for this week. Yep. Thank you for joining us. This is Politics with Mom. Again, you can find us on politicswithmom at gmail.com, politicswithmom.com, on Twitter at Politics with Mom and YouTube. And please leave us a comment that would help us so very much to know which direction to take this. Thank you for joining us. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and bring this one officially to a close. I love you, Mom. I love you too, son. And you have a good week. You as well. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye.